You're listening to episode three of the Gear 30 podcast. On today's show, we interview Bryden Boley, who's an employee at Gear 30 who's about to head out on the Continental Divide Trail. You're listening to the Gear 30 podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. So welcome to the Gear 30 podcast. We are here in Ogden, Utah at the Gear 30 store, at our store. Gear 30 Lounge. The best store in Ogden, Ogden's Mountain Shop. Ogden's Mountain Shop. So we're joined today by Chase and Bryden Bully. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, Bryden Bully. Yeah. Okay. Because I've always said Bally and I didn't think that was right. A lot of okay. people say Bally, okay. but it's okay. Bryden Bully. <laughs> and Bryden Bully's trail name is Simba. Simba. Mm-hmm. So cool story behind that one too. I yeah. heard it one day. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's what's not the surface deep? It's a, it's got some meaning behind it. Yeah, there's what's the story? Should I tell this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah. So my trail name's Simba. Um a little backstory on trail names. Um in the long distance hiking community, uh a lot of people don't go by their real name. Nothing to be like mysterious or anything like that. It's just kind of this fun thing that people do on the trail. So uh I have the trail name Simba, and it's because when I was in the desert on the Pacific Crest Trail, I got this really bloody nose due to the dry air, and it was bleeding all over the place, all over my face, all this, all this stuff, and um, and I was with some other hikers, and I couldn't stop the bleeding, and this uh, girl said to me, hey, you know, the best thing for that would actually just be a tampon, and I was like... Oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. So she gave me a tampon and I put it in my nostril and it stopped the bleeding. So I'm cleaning up all this blood on my face with this tampon on my nose and people are snapping pictures of my face because it's funny. And in the midst of that, I got this blood streak across my forehead and I was cleaning my face off. And everyone said, oh, Simba, just like the Lion King. There's a scene where they take Simba and go, Simba, and rub the fruit juice on his forehead. So that's how I got the name. There you go. (laughs) Wow, that was deep, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So since then, I've been Simba. So blood streak on your forehead, tampon in your nose. Yes. Simba. Nice. Do you have that picture? No, we'll, we'll and I've been meaning to no, just ask that girl if she could send me those pictures if she has them or not. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, I don't, and I wish I did. Well, so but, you did the Pacific Crest Trail not last summer, but the summer before. Yeah, Is that right? I'm class of 2017. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how was that? Was that your first long distance through hike? 
It was actually my first ever backpacking trip. Oh, it was diary. the first time ever backpacking. I'm glad you I had uh, done started some, easy. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. started off with a whammy. Uh, I had done some car camping and some, you know, just casual camping for the past year, five years or something like that. But yeah, that was my first ever time backpacking. Wow. Yeah. Put us all to shame on his first trip. <laughs> I know. Wow. And you finished. Yes, I did. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's impressive. Thanks. I don't. I've been backpacking my whole life and I'd like to think that I would finish, but the Pacific Crest Trail, that's no slouch. Like that's a big, mm-hmm. difficult I guarantee trail. you could finish for sure. I think it's more, um, it's more of like a mental game. I mean, uh, it just depends on how badly you want to hike the whole trail. And most of the time, the people who hike the whole thing are people who have wanted to do it in one stretch or something like that really badly. So yeah, yeah I guarantee you could. So, Take us through, uh, we don't need to go through the whole hike or whatever, mm-hmm. but we're, what were some of the, maybe the most memorable moments of that hike? Wow. Um, so the entire trail is beautiful and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of locations that are sentimental, like the desert, you know, it's, uh, I just started and it was like, uh, I don't know. It was just amazing you know i'm figuring out how to actually long distance hike and figuring out how to pack my gear and so there's something that's really memorable about that um but as far as like scenery goes or um just the most beautiful places the first ones that come to mind are definitely the sierra in california and then and pretty much just all of the state of washington is just unbelievable Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the whole trail is amazing, but those are the two that really come to mind. Nice. So, mm. when you went into it, I know as you were prepping for it, you were here in the shop quite a bit. Yeah, I was, was actually before yeah. you started working here, actually. But mm-hmm. but you um you were asking us about gear and stuff like that, and yeah. we kind of pointed you in different directions and stuff. But what gear did you? Let's maybe talk about some of the gear that you didn't like or you didn't end up using that that you took. Okay. Um. Mm. Um, so specifically what I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of the gear that maybe didn't hold up well, or you just found, you thought you would need it, but you just didn't end up using it or any of those types of things that you you wouldn't be taking on like the CDT, for example. Um, so one thing comes to mind and, um, and it's something that we carry here in the store. It's the big Agnes Fly Creek one-person tent. Uh, um, that's what he took on the copper spur. The yeah, Fly Creek. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, I took. I actually had the Fly Creek for my entire PCT hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought it initially because I needed a one-person tent, and I wanted something as light as I could possibly go. And at that point in time, I wasn't really as knowledge as I am now about other brands options and what exactly you can do to even go uh, more ultralight when you're long distance hiking. Um, But the one person tent, as far as like durability, I will say that it did last the whole time. It definitely was put to the test. It was really dirty by the end. There was like a couple holes that definitely could have been avoided. Like um, maybe while I was in the tent, like my foot, went a certain way and it got stagged, snagged by like a stick or something like that. Or at one point I had some duct tape over the mesh so mosquitoes couldn't get in. But um, as far as durability goes, definitely held up the entire hike. Um, as far as functionality goes, the one thing that I didn't like 
and is a huge point to make that uh, is the reason I won't be using the Fly Creek again is the front entry point. Uh, a lot of new one person ultralight tents have a side entry like Nemo. And that is so crucial to when you're really tired after you just walk 25, 30 miles in one day, you want to just get in your tent and just lay there and make your food or whatever you need to do. And a front entry is definitely not um, easy to do that in because you're laying on your stomach and your arms are out forward trying to mess with your stove. But with a side entry, you're laying on your hip or side or whatever, and you're just cooking your food right there in your vestibule. So that's that's one big, that's definitely the biggest uh, gear that I got from here that I didn't really, I don't think I'll be using again. Yeah. So then what tents are you taking on this? Because you're taking a bunch of different tents and you're testing them out for us and letting right. us know which ones. Um, so the first tent I'll be taking, I believe it might be the only one that I'm gonna use, but um, maybe I'll try something else along the trail. The one that I have right now is the Nemo Hornet. It's the Nemo Hornet one person. <clears throat> now, Nemo makes two different versions of, <coughs> excuse me, they make two different versions of the Hornet. It's just the normal one, and then there's one called the Elite. As far as differences between those two from what I've gathered is color, which doesn't really matter about weight. <laughs> it means everything. Are yeah, you it means about? everything. <laughs> It looks better in photos. Um, Instagram. Yeah. But uh, color. And then the Elite is three ounces lighter due to more mesh and less uh, whatever. It might be ripstop nylon or something like that. Um, So there's two versions. And I'm taking the normal one, just the the Hornet, which uh, I set it up in my yard yesterday. And... It's actually pretty nice. I, I am really excited about it. And that one has a side entry. Right. So the Hornet looks very similar to the to the Flight Creek. It does. But it yeah. has a door off the side instead of at the yep. end, right? It does. Um, another, but one difference I noticed from the Hornet to the Flight Creek is in the, I guess I'll call it like the toe box, uh, mm-hmm. the area where your feet will be. Right. There's these plastic. Uh, rods of some sort where your um guy lines cord, your guy lines the cordura whatever will pull out and that plastic piece um creates this uh box that is uh has its own like freestanding frame of some sort and i am really excited about that because something that was a challenge with the fly creek uh, um, was my feet would get wet right. with the dew and my down sleeping bag would be like really moist every single morning just because I'm creating heat and then it's so close to the um, shelter of where your feet is and right yeah. Rub, rubbing against the mesh rubbing and the rain it. fly and exactly stuff. Yeah. so oh good yeah I'm pretty excited about it I th- I'm excited to try it out and we'll see how it goes <laughs> nice so you're taking the Nemo you're also you also have a tarp tent uh, are you, uh, not specifically tarp tarp tent brand, but I have a Z packs tent. Oh, okay. That um, Z packs. I have used quite a bit. I got it as a hang me down from another through hiker, but um, yeah, I also own a Z packs. Yeah. Are you, are you gonna take that? Or are you gonna leave that home? It depends. We'll see uh, what I think of the Hornet. Right now, as far as weight goes, if I took the Z packs versus the Hornet, the Z packs is obviously 
less than half of what the hornet weighs but um for you know like a video that i'll be doing and like seeing how they gave it to me for free like i'm definitely down to try it out and do an honest gear review and yeah i'm, I'm excited about it cool. i like that it's freestanding the z-packs isn't freestanding right so that's uh if i'm in a storm or something like that which i definitely will be i'm i feel a lot more comfortable with a freestanding tent nice so so you told me that um trying to remember it's been a couple of years but mm-hmm. you told me when you got back that one of your favorite pieces of gear on the whole trip was your western mountaineering sleeping bag that is true yes i really liked it yeah <laughs> yeah so why was that such a good piece of kit for you so to be more specific about what i had i had the western mountaineering Terralite bag um the Terralite is something pretty unique in the western mountaineering line uh and that's because it's a 25 degree bag, but it's not a mummy shape. It's more of a, what do you call it? Like a spoon shape? It's, spoon? it's kind, kind of almost an egg shape. Egg okay, shape. egg, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely egg shape. Um, so when I'm sleeping, I, I'm most comfortable kind of in like a fetal position where my knees are at an angle. Um, and in a mummy shaped bag that doesn't exactly like, you're kind of, I don't know, scrunched together. Um, but with the egg shaped Terralite, that is very easy to do. So that was really nice. And then another big thing about that bag was the foot opening zipper. So you could unzip the entire thing on its side. And then there's an additional foot zip that you can unzip that and the bag will totally unfold and act as like a blanket or a quilt of some sort. So you can do that. But if you don't want to do that, you can just have the full side zip zipped up and then the foot zip unzipped and you can have your feet uh, sticking out because my feet get pretty hot at night, especially on warm nights. So that was a really big thing for me. I really, really liked that. Um, And I would for (laughs) sure use the Terralite again. How did it hold up for the whole entire trail? It held up really well. um, Given that I wasn't using a liner so my oil my like skin oils of hiking all day and my sweat was like you know just covering you need a shower every night uh, yeah i, I had an ultralight shower Gross. <laughs> Ew. i was showering every night um but uh so you know this is definitely like a very um specific activity that i'm doing that really is putting anything that i bring with me uh to use so Without using a liner, my oils were like all over the inside and it definitely was getting stinky. And then I did notice from packing it into my pack and compressing it all day and then opening it up every day, so on and so on for like five to six months, it definitely was not as lofty as I would like it. And I noticed that like, since my oils were touching the down over time, it definitely got clumped up in certain parts, stuff like that. So overall it held up pretty well. but I think like with a normal wash, it would have been back to normal. Yeah. But Sweet. yeah. That's cool. What are you planning on using on the CDT? This time on the CDT, I'm using the also Western and it's the ultralight. So it's got, I think like a half inch more of down loft, which adds, they say another five degrees worth of mm-hmm. warmth. Um, and it weighs the exact same weight. It's like, 
uh, one, one pound, pound 13, 13 ounces. ounces. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Chase and I know. We know. Um, so I'm using the ultralight. Uh, this is a mummy bag, um, which I'm personally not too thrilled about. Um, but for the extra warmth rating, I guess I'll sacrifice the uh, egg shape that the Terralite has. Right. Because the CDT is quite a bit colder than the yeah, PCT. Definitely. Right? Yeah. It's definitely a totally different climate and uh as far as like the elements and storms rolling through or whatever that might be the weather uh i think that i'm definitely could be challenged with a lot more this time around nice so we'll see yeah i'm thinking later down the trail when i get into colorado i might try a versalite western mountaineering the 10 degree mm-hmm. see how that goes but we'll get there when i get there <laughs> nice <laughs> but one of my favorite bags that I've backpacked with, well, back in the day, back when I was a, a teenager, I had the Mountain Hardware Phantom 45. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, it was like a 16 ounce, 45 degree bag. <clears throat> and I used that for everything. I even used it in the in the fall and um, didn't obviously use it in the winter, but I used it, I really stretched the rating and I would just layer up my clothes if I needed to and I'd unzip it and use it like a blanket over me with down jacket, down pants on and stuff. And um, anyway, it blew away. I was I was on a climbing trip in the Cirque of the Towers in the Wind Rivers. <laughs> we were climbing all day and we got back and <laughs> my tent, my sleeping bag, my pad and all this other stuff had blown away. We were there. Wow. We were there in June, and the whole cirque was covered in snow. And I had my tent set up on a rock, a flat rock that I found. I had rocks there holding it down, and apparently didn't have it well enough secured. Wow. So anyway, it all blew away. That sleeping bag was gone, nowhere to be seen, and um, and the tent was gone, and the pad was gone, and and that blows. Everything was. That, I that found, blows. I found my backpack. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, so everything was gone except the backpack. I had my backpack and found like a belt and a couple other things, but the big things were gone. And anyway, so I was trying to find a replacement for it eventually. This is years down the road. I was trying to find a replacement for that Phantom 45 because I just used it on everything. And I got the uh, Western Mountaineering Summer Light, which is a 32 degree bag. But for about the same weight as that oh, 45 yeah. degree bag I've was. I've used that bag before. One, like mm-hmm. one pound, three ounces. And anyway, love the bag. Crazy about it. Um, but it, I almost even get too warm in that bag. So I just keep wow. it unzipped and I use it like a quilt over nice. the top of me. But anyway, I just, I know there's some other companies out there that make really good quality sleeping bags yes, that are, on, are. The, on the same level as Western Mountaineering. Definitely. Like Feathered Friends, I would say, is one of them. Um, and Lightened Equipment and, is and another one. Equipment. Uh, you know, I've even, even been impressed with Rab the last couple yeah, of years. Rab is really stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might, be, bags. Yeah. I might be trying a Rab bag on the CDT as well. Cool. Um, Sweet. Another one that's like not really that well known is this brand called Catabatic Gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got some... Uh, I know some people on YouTube who have used them and they said that they're really amazing. Yeah, yeah there's a company as well, I Nanotech or something like that. I was like just going to say them. Yeah, down in Moab. Mm, yeah, they, they make some cool um, cool quilts and stuff. But yeah. I was just going to say, though, of all of the different really good quality bags out there, 
I have just found that Western mountaineering for me, now I'm not, I don't have as much experience with like feathered friends and a few of mm-hmm. the others, but for me, their stuff is the most amazing balance of ultralight and durable yep. and really good quality construction. For sure. I mean, yeah. even just unzipping my bags, even on my ultralight bags, the zippers don't snag. Yep. And on every other ultralight bag, the zippers snag like crazy. Uh, yeah. And so it's just crazy to me that Western can do the ultralight, the, the quality construction and the durability. My Western bags are, I mean, I've got one that's eight years old of heavy, heavy use and it's still in almost perfect condition. That's amazing. And I just, I take care of it. I wash it when it needs to be washed. Um, I take care of it. I, I don't leave it stuffed to my stuff sack and, and stuff like that, but it holds up incredibly well. And I haven't had a sleeping bag, um, I think in my life that's held up as well as the Western bags. So yeah. I'm impressed by their stuff. Yeah, I'm really impressed by their stuff too. It's definitely a personally just a product that I think I could stand by for sure. I would definitely, I recommend them to anybody, you know, because a lot of times it's this situation where people um, aren't really ready to spend that much money on a bag. But when you tell them like, this is a bag that you're going to use for a long time, then, you know, then they're more keen to buy something like that. But, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, there's more I want to talk to you about. So mm-hmm. can you stay with us for the next episode? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So we'll wrap this up for today. Um, this is the Gear 30 podcast. And, you know, one of the sayings that we have here at Gear 30, we have it on a big sign <clears throat> just inside our front door, is a quote by Sir Ranulph Fiennes or something like that. He's a he's a British explorer. He, he was the first one to cross the Antarctic ice cap from from end to end <clears throat> by <clears throat> excuse me by foot on him on his own. And anyway, pretty awesome dude. He said, "There's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing," and that's kind of become our motto here at the store. We adjusted it a little bit. We said, "There's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear." But that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast because we want to be a resource to help you find the right gear for mm-hmm. your for your situation. The last thing we want is for you to go out in the mountains to have a great time, get stuck in a storm and get in trouble, right? Definitely. So we wanna make sure you're getting the right gear for the right experience and so you're safe and you're comfortable and all that stuff. So that's what this podcast is about. So thanks for joining us today and, um, yeah. and join us for the next episode where we talk more with Bryden. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Cool. Well, we'll see you out there. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today for the Gear 30 podcast. Gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the Wasatch Mountains in Ogden, Utah. Like us on Facebook, follow and interact with us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. And visit our website, gear30.com, for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around. That's Gear 30 spelled out, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate.